that what are we going to go back on? We can't believe, we can't trust Google, we can't trust the government, we can't trust, you know, our own selves. What are we going to go back on, right? Our own innate, say, trusting ability. What David was talking about back in the day, about five years ago, he said, right? Mm. That's what we're really coming back into. A higher sense of value, a higher sense of, say, trust. So. Welcome to Masajadi's podcast, Exponential Intelligence, where you can transform simply by listening. Experience the power of frequencies and the next step in consciousness evolution. Hi, this is Masajadi. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. And uh, today we've got a special guest. Normally I don't have guests, but this is this this gentleman is very very interesting. We're going to follow his journey, his XI journey. It's part of the Ascendance uh, series that we have on the XI podcast. I haven't done the Ascendance series uh, in a while. Uh, and now we're having this fantastic guest and he's going to share his experiences on, well, again, the XI journey. So this, this topic that we're going to be talking about is called uh, Ascendance, the Awakening, the XI Factor. So welcome, David Stone. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you, David. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how maybe you got into, uh, you know, doing uh, the XI, how it's changed your life, uh, and, well, some of the troubles that you actually see upcoming for some people who might be doing XI. Yeah, I, I came to XI about, hmm, must be five and a half years ago. Okay. Um, and I met you in Birmingham in person. That was yes. kind of the first real experience. I'd seen you on a kind of interview. Mm -hmm. And I just got this sense that I could feel your power, basically, the way that you handled yourself in the interview, the integrity and the impeccability. And quite a hostile interviewer. And when I Googled you and I, I saw you. remember you, that. <laughs> <laughs> it was with a guy who was from Brixton, I think, London. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I met you in, in Birmingham and you were, you were about an hour late mm -hmm. and we could feel this energy building in the room that I've never felt in my life. Wow. And leading up to that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I'd been on my awakening journey. I'd had some full power awakenings, but the ability to embody them and strengthen my presence in a room with all the distractions and things that happen in the world around you was getting on top of me. And mm -hmm. so I, I was seeking, I guess, that stability to really fully make use of the awakening I had because I understood what it was all about, but I, I didn't know how to embody it. Mm -hmm. And I was very impressed with the kind of the intensity with which you held your 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 personal space, your your, your identity in that interview. And I was curious to know how, how to bring that into my my life and had some health issues as well. Um, back issue um, was was quite a troublesome thing that I'd been going through. Um, so when I came to Birmingham, we were waiting. We just felt this energy building, mm -hmm. and then as you came and arrived, um, there was just a sense of freshness, um, a sense of clarity. And you know, I, I've sat with alleged saints, avatars. Um, I've trained and travelled all over the world. Um, mm -hmm in my kind of awakening journey for the last 20 years. So it wasn't like I was born yesterday and very discerning. And I, yeah, I knew instantaneously I could sense the, the kind of potency and authenticity of what you were bringing. Wow. Thank you so much. So 
just to kind of recap, so it wasn't really about even the content that I was talking about. Uh, it was literally about <laughs> the presence, which is really important. It's a key factor, by the way, a uh, very key factor, because most people think, especially in the, in the awakening community, and I want to get back into uh, what you talked about, because you said that, you know, before po uh, pre-interview, you were talking about while well, you were awakened, right? You had gone to see saints and all that stuff, but it wasn't fulfilling or it wasn't completing you. So I want to get into that. But David, sure. you said, so, so again, I just want to reiterate, it wasn't really the content or what I was saying or the logic even on what I was saying. No. It was literally about somebody's presence that came in and, and that's what really affected you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to point that out because nowadays, this is what politicians, this is what uh, salespeople, this is what uh, whoever, you know, I'm thinking about Bill Gates now, all that, right? They've got, they've got uh, the credentials, so to speak. You know, back in the day, they used to wear a white coat. And then it's like, well, they wore a white coat there. You know, they've got a doctor behind their name. I should trust them. And, you know, that started to fail. And then now we don't trust doctors, you know. Back in the day, lawyers, well, they they went through college, they know the law, uh, we should trust them. And now, you know, we don't trust them. Uh, politicians, uh, you know, saints, um, uh, what have you, religious leaders, right? Um, so the key is that, guys, it's not about what they're saying, because what they're saying, nowadays it's scientists, by the way, right? You should trust the scientists and don't trust your own intuition. Uh, and that's where we get uh, misconstrued because this facade here, anybody can say anything. And this is the technology or say the aspect or the paradigm that we're getting into because we can't believe all that stuff. So what are we going to go back on? We can't believe, we can't trust Google. We can't trust the government. We can't trust, you know, our own selves. What are we going to go back on, right? Our own innate, say, trusting ability. What David was talking about back in the day, about five years ago, he said, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're really coming back into. A higher sense of value, a higher sense of, say, trust. So, uh, uh, Tell us a little bit about your awakening experience. You said, well, you know, you were awakened before. You know, what's the difference between, you know, this awakening and, say, what happened during that day and through the, through the process? Uh, of you on your XI journey? Yeah, my awakening came quite independently. I was in a really kind of negative space. So I was quite depressed and I decided I was going to turn it around. This was probably about 11, 12 years ago. And I, I, I traveled to America. I sat, went to a conference, I think, like a channeling conference. So, David, yeah. 11, 12 years before you met me or? Um, from now. So, about six, okay. six seven years before we met. Okay, it was like mm -hmm. then the light bulb came on right. and it was a euphoria. It was a sense of knowing I was the infinite mm. and feeling that vastness and almost feeling like I am a galaxy inside mm. my body. But over the next few years, what I noticed was a lot of my what I now know as ancestral patterns right. hadn't cleared, mm -hmm. but I had the sense of the light bulb was on. So I was once kind of beaming out light and people could tangibly feel it around me mm -hmm. but I was still carrying a lot of the quirks and the dysfunctional aspects of my behavior my illnesses my family stuff that hadn't cleared right. because I hadn't learned to embody it and mm -hmm. so 
in spite of my best efforts and doing some beautiful trainings as a gestalt psychotherapist and as mm -hmm. um, a trans wow. medium, which had, you know, mediumship going into trans states, inner child work, sacred sexuality, tantra, all these things were, were you know, amazing, but they didn't actually enhance my ability to embody that awakening spark, that sense that I was the infinite having a human experience it didn't there was no translation kit in the things i was doing to bring that that state into a very physical felt space in you know in time and space the the, the, the life i was living yeah i think you really bring up a good point david because a lot of people so you know, so at some level you got lost you got into a deep end somewhere and then that deep end was like an awakening for you, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had, say, the possibilities or the grandness that came into you. Uh, and then you tried the normal paths, you know, yeah. like, and then, well, you, you know, obviously you're an intelligent, you know, gentleman. So you just didn't go through the woo-woo stuff, like wearing, I don't know, pyramids on your head and um, <laughs> doing whatever, the pineapple dance and all those things that people do or, uh, you know, whatever. And I'm not knocking the pineapple dance or anything down, guys, but is it working for you? That's all I'm saying. Um, so you did all the, say, God, the energy work. I don't know, what would you call that? You know, people get into you know, energy or spiritual stuff before it was called religion. Then it's now it's called, you know, spirituality, which is basically the same thing uh, to me. It's just a different transition. Um, and then, and then you tried the, the gestalt therapies, uh, the sciencey stuff as well. Right. So do you want to just kind of, I know you, you talked about some of them, but what did you learn from, or what did, didn't you learn or what was a, shortcoming in uh again say the the energy say modalities right. and then yeah. the hard science type modalities energetically it it was about sending my consciousness out of my body so that that mm. expansion that experience got more and more diffused it got more and more vague so i wasn't kind of integrating and consolidating and solidifying that brilliance that i knew i was and that I'd experienced and tangibly felt, and it lifted me out of wherever I was before. It hadn't actually cleared it out of my body and deleted those patterns. And whatever I tried would give me a temporary sense of, you know, euphoria and expansion. <clears throat> and in the contraction, there wasn't anything rudimentarily changing in my DNA and in my core kind of frequencies and the distortions around those. Um, with the Gestalt, it, it's a great framework. Um, I love aspects of it but i definitely say that these are things that are more like the apps on a mobile phone they're not the operating system and what i've come to understand is xi is like the operating system or it's the blockchain exactly. it's not the fungible or non-fungible kind of you know uh, altcoins that run right. on the on the blockchain which right. I, I see you know spirituality is all those beautiful things that you can purchase but if you if you've not got anything to build them on then you can't consolidate and integrate and really step up to to right. live your best life and that was the problem with 
all the modalities, they each had a richness and a, and a beauty, but the, the ability to actually clear the, the deeper issues in myself and in my life, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't, it wasn't sufficient. Well, you bring up a, some really, really good point. So one, and this is a lot of people go through an awakening, um, whether it's, you know, like say a divorce or, or, you know, some kind of illness or tragedy, or uh, by the way, that awakening can be the flip side as well. You see something so spectacular, like, you know, having a baby or whatever it might be. So both sides, but unfortunately, most people awaken through, say, a tragic type experience. Um, my experience, my near-death experiences, I wouldn't call it, say, a tragic experience, nor, say, a joyous experience. It was just more of a neutral experience. I could have taken it both ways, depending on, on say, the, the mindset that I have. So, so, um, so just a couple points I just want to clarify in my mind uh, before I ask you, uh, David, so just give me a second. So there was a, there was a point in time where something cracked open for you, you saw your potential, but then from what I'm getting, and correct me if I'm wrong, from what I'm getting is like, oh, this is the potential. I can see it right here. The tools are here for me because this is what everybody else has done. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Would that be fair to say? And then you tried out all these tools. And then you, uh, again, uh, being more aware than most, you woke up to the fact that, hey, these tools aren't getting getting where I want to go. They're not getting me where the direction that I want to go because I see my grandness here, but these tools are taking me there. Why, why do you think, David, people would spend their whole lifetime using, say, uh, again, I'm not knocking anything down, say spirituality techniques or, you know, belief systems uh, through religions or, you know, even, you know, like science, like psychotherapy, psychology, self-improvement and all those things. Uh, and they'll go through their whole lifetime believing in something that, say, didn't work the first year, the second year, the third year, maybe the a decade after, you know, they're still in the same situation. Why do you think that they don't see that? I mean, you saw it right away. What was that thing that awoke in you and going, hey, you know what? This kind of stuff should actually give me some physical, say, um, physical representation that it's working for me. It wasn't like faith-based. It's like when I die, it's going to be better for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, so, well, you, so don't what was know. you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and oh. it's like when you're trapped in a lower frequency, you can't know a higher frequency. So you can only see where you're at from the perspective that you're in. So right. you do what you do until you don't. In Gestalt, they, they call that the, um, it's Arnold Bezer's theory of contrariness, that until you're sick to death or you have an experience that breaks your mold open, mm-hmm. you'll keep on doing it until it sinks you in the shit, until it's so high up up to here. And I think, there's a tremendously powerful groupthink that's like a hypnotic kind of soothing energy where you go with one set of issues, you all dump them in the middle. Um, no, really good conversation. This is Masajali. We've been talking to David Stone. Again, amazing story on his awakening and the difference between normal awakening, because everybody has awakenings, right? Um, but the XI factor.
So, so David, there's in your story, I could go so many ways, you know, I'd have to keep you here for about a day uh, to get all over, you know, all the things that you talked about, but so you awoke, what, what, and maybe you covered this already, but what was that say pivotal moment that you said, Hey, something's not right here. You know, I need to search for something else. So what was that moment? Can you tell us, you know, that moment? I think it was shortly after the actual sort of pinnacle of that experience. I was doing a liver flush after I completed the, you do a colon cleanse like a, mm -hmm. and I just knew that that space that I was the infinite having this human experience. And then when I dipped into the, the premises where I was having that experience, there was like ritual and uh, devotional music and devotional singing to one of the Indian religions mm -hmm. it just felt like it was part of that hypnotic trance state of staying in that lower level awareness as to what awakening truly was it was like um, a, a siphoning off or a side channel where you could be entertained and feel good but you were kind of being denied doing the work Right. Uh, I've come since to understand with XI and right. going up in frequencies. It's like it's a lovely side act that keeps you in a kind of delusional sense that you're in this higher frequency, but you're you're borrowing it of somebody else. You're not actually inhabiting and growing that within yourself and anchoring that. Right. So you woke up, you tried some tools that didn't work. You fell into XI, um, you know, in that interview, um, that lecture at Birmingham. Um, and then what made you say continue on or, you know, what was the next steps? Uh, so let's talk about that. Yeah. So your scanning was obviously quite mesmerizing. Your ability just to instantly read someone's physicality. So when you pointed out that, yes, you I think the very first thing you said was, wow, you've, you've reached quite a high point, but you're carrying a victim consciousness. Mm. And I was like, damn, he's just like pinpointed the unsayable. Kind of like a laser. Yeah. Like a and surgeon. Like, just, let's get to the point. No one had kind of held me to account on that. May have mm. thought that about me. And then it gave me a trajectory in which to address that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then my health issues and my, uh, ancestral body imprint legacies you know like my physicality my health the patterns of aging all those things were starting to come up in my body and right. so instantaneously I kind of sensed that yours was a trajectory to starting to really shift myself on the physical levels and to make that you, you know that euphoric experience that I felt a flavor of it through your your uh, talk and your your work and your meditations how to then deepen that and then claim that and own that and strengthen myself to be my own independent person you know enjoying life in that way wow so just the scan just literally um is that wedge that i put into you and just hammered it in and just like you exploded and it's like oh shit this is what what's really happening to me would that be fair to say yeah, and I think there's a tendency for many people once they've had that initial session with you to go, right, I've got it now, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I've got my piece of information and I can go off and I'm I'm fine. And there was an element of that. Like, well, why would I need to stick at this? Um, because I've got that initial euphoria 
of, of right. feeling myself kind of really like you bring people like being out in nature into that pristine presence where you feel congruent and then it's learning to hold that for yourself right that's that's the training that's the challenge that's the rigor of incorporating xi into your daily life thanks for joining the episode you just listened to is encoded with frequencies of higher consciousness it's normal if you begin to feel differently or confused it's the process of change for best results observe and practice spatial referencing ask yourself what if i could choose things differently to learn more subscribe to the exponential intelligence podcast Sign up for the newsletter for exclusive information and offers or join Maz on social media through the links in the show notes below.